RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Well, you've probably heard the news by now that the High Court finds Ashley Bloomfield's fluoride directive unlawful. And I'm reading here from the fluoridefree.org.nz website. It's been reported on the other news websites too. A High Court decision issued last Friday in the New Health New Zealand versus Director General of Health uh, case found that the Director General acted unlawfully because he failed to consider the New Zealand Bill of Rights Act, BORA, before he mandated 14 councils to put fluoride into their community's drinking water. He was required by law to consider BORA before he issued the directives. So let's talk to Mary Byrne from fluoridefree.org.nz. And uh, Mary, this is kind of like some sort of a victory along the way, is it? Oh, it's definitely a victory. It's actually a really, a really important ruling, and it could have really far-reaching consequences, not even just for fluoridation, actually, because um, what the judge is saying is that if any action is taken by a person or an entity that breaches any one of our fundamental rights within the Bill of Rights, then that person or entity has to do a, a Bill of Rights analysis to explain why it can be a justified limitation in a free and democratic society. Because to overrule any of those rights, the, the way um, sort of they can get get away from or they can override our rights is by Section 5. Because Section 5 says any of our rights can be overridden in a... Um, if it's a, they can consider it to be a justified limitation in a free and democratic society. So that what the judge has done is now he's put the onus on everybody to have to prove that. The onus is on them to prove that their limitation is justified. Yeah, I think um, to waive the um, the Bill of Rights, you have to have some extreme reason to to waive it not just a hunch or a feeling but you know like absolutely impending possible disaster if if it's not overridden that there's no way this falls into that category and the other th- the other thing was it's been said that not only you know was that not considered he didn't even think about it apparently because to think about it would have meant that he considered it so this is what we're dealing with, which is kind of out there to not to have it not even occur to this man. Well, yeah, <clears throat> I suppose did it not occur to him? Or did he just choose for it not to occur to him? Well, to because, choose that, it means he considered it. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Is, yeah. is he telling okay. the truth? Because um, it seems pretty obvious that he should have considered it. And um if he had have considered it, and that would have taken him to do an in-depth analysis and explanation of why it was justified to override that really important um, that really important right of ours. It's a really fundamental right, the right to informed consent to medical treatment totally. for something, you know you know, for dental decay, which is not even a transmissible disease. In children, specifically, young children. So actually that's not a huge slice of the community. No, no. They do sometimes argue that 
you know, they try to argue that it helps everybody, but um, there's no there's no evidence. Well, if it helped, they wouldn't have been offering free dental care to under 30-year-olds because it wouldn't be a problem because fluoride would have solved the whole thing. Okay, so what was he – remind us, what was he trying to do? We've spoken to councillors from Rotorua, from Bay of Plenty, um, from Arrowtown area, um, who were um, very um, – upset that these were being forced this was being forced on councils huge fines you know big stick being taken to them and then capital expenditure um um, and ongoing expenditure to keep this whole thing going once it's up and running so what was he trying to do yeah so what happened in in 2021 was um the labor government um passed a law to put decision-making of fluoridation solely in the hands of the Director-General of Health. So then last year in July, Ashley Bloomfield sent a letter, a directive to 14 councils telling them they must start fluoridation. And he gave them sort of between a year and two years to get that going. So he said to them they have to do it. Otherwise, if they don't do it, they, um, they could be convicted and then... Um, subject to a fine up to $200,000 plus $10,000 every day thereafter. So where he got to, you know, there's a quote by George Orwell and it says, all tyranny exists um, through fraud or force. And when the fraud is exposed, then all they have left is the force. And so that's, that's what's happened in New Zealand because the fluoridation proponents cannot justify cannot justify fluoridation. If Once it gets um, an open airing where people can see can see the whole issue and realise that this claim that fluoridation is reducing dental decay is very, very dubious. I mean, I think that there is, not, there is no evidence that it reduces dental decay. If it does, it's a tiny, tiny amount that may not even be lasting. And then when you weigh that up, um, against the harms that it's causing, such as the uh, such as neurotoxicity, so the evidence on neurotoxicity now is is overwhelming. So since two thousand seventeen, we've had really good studies that have been funded by the U.S. government, and the minister, the fluoridation proponents have nothing to counter that. In fact, they seem to be unaware of this or willfully um, ignorant of it. So does this mean that, um, at, well, it's not Ashley Bloomfield now, is it? He's off doing damage to other people somewhere else in the world, which eventually could come back to us. Seems to have a track record of that. But does that mean now that all all the um, Director General of the, the Ministry of Health has to do is say, okay, I've considered it now, same decision? No, I don't think it will be that easy. I think um, they can't just say they considered it. They will have to go through um, providing the explanation. They'll have to prove that, if they'll have to provide proof that fluoridation reduces dental decay. They'll have to provide proof that it is not harming people. And they'll have to provide a good argument that it is a justified limitation on this extremely important right. So I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So, no, I I don't think it's as simple as, as them just writing up some words to say we considered it. 
So they can't go there because there's there's nothing that they can go there with, is what you're saying, and that will that will reveal the emperor with no clothes. I guess it's handy that there's been a change of government, right? So this new government can just sort of bury that, like it well, was the, I, the other lot's issue. Yeah, well, it is very handy that there's been a change of government because when what happened back in um, 2016 was the national government actually first brought this this um, bill in, but what they were doing was shifting decision making to the DHB, and so the DHB was still you know local entities and there was still the ability for public input, and then um, you know it got shifted to the Director General of Health under Labour because there was no DHBs, but now the National Party they could say, well we want public consultation. So if we had public consult, and that's also New Zealand first. Well, the, well, there shouldn't even be that, though, Mary, because the overriding principle is informed consent, and you can't have it if you're putting that a medication in the fundamental basic supply of water. There is no – you can't – Yeah, I mean, opting out is very difficult. It's very expensive. People pay their rates for water. You know, um, that right stands no matter what, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. And, you know, the Supreme Court ruling in 2018 said that once you have fluoridation, it is actually compulsory medical treatment. So they said it's unreasonable to think that you could then always avoid fluoride once it's in your drinking water. And it is really, really difficult because, you know, you may you may even, even if you live in a non-fluoridated area in New Zealand right now, there's a good chance that you'd be getting fluoride from some source because you might be buying some bottled drink that was bottled up in uh, Waitakere. And we also know that um, around 15% of children in non-fluoridated areas of New Zealand are already showing the signs of dental fluorosis. And dental fluorosis is the first outward sign of fluoride poisoning. Mm. So New Zealanders are already getting far too much fluoride. And the easiest thing to do right now is to stop fluoridation for the whole country. And then people can have a look at how much toothpaste they use and the, the fluoride varnishes and things like that. But we'll, they, this, all the studies show that the, um, the biggest route of getting fluoride is through the drinking water. Okay, so what do you, what do you think happens next from fluoride-free NZ's perspective? Um, and, right. Well, what yeah. what we're doing is we're going back to those fourteen councils, and we're saying to them they they need to suspend all expenditure and all plans to um, start this fluoridation, and they need to do that because um, if the the judge has ruled that um, you know that Bora needs to be considered. So that's actually a ruling that that's made. What hasn't been made is what the consequence of that is yet, but that will be made, you know, within the next few weeks. But we think that the New Health New Zealand case is going to win because it's not just on that. They've got other uh, claims that they're making. So if they once they win and it says that the Director General's directives were invalid, that means that those councils are now operating under the laws that they were operating before the Director General's Directive, which means they're now subject to the 2002 Local Government Body Act, which means they have to consult. And because of this ruling, 
it means they would have to do a consideration of the Bill of Rights, which I'm sure that they don't want to do. That would be a big undertaking for them. So they really need to stop now, stop wasting people's money, regardless of whether it's the ratepayers or the taxpayers' money. And, you know, they need to realise that what they are doing is poisoning people. So they need to stop. Yeah. It's an understatement, isn't it? The way you put that. Okay, Mary, thanks for um, coming on RCR this morning and um, and reacting to that news. It's um, quite significant, I think, and a lot of our listeners will be pleased that, that uh, regarding this development and we'll be keeping an eye on what Fluoride Free NZ uh, do in the wake of this, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. So thanks for coming on this morning, Mary. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.